welcome to Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow. We're excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about something you may have seen uh, Mike and I tweeting about a lot, and that is how we might need to have some conversation around the principalship, rethinking the principalship, and, and, and just thinking about you know, what are the current working conditions for principals and what does it mean in leadership positions where, where those structural things perhaps aren't helping us to have the best quality of life? Um, Mike, hey, how are you? What's up? How's it going, Latoya? I'm really excited to talk about this because we've both lived this and we've been talking about it a lot, tweeting things out about it, and I think it's so important that we talk about this. So, Mike, you know, I, I have to agree with you. It's no secret that stress affects leadership. Um, and I think it's interesting because somewhere along the way recently, I got really interested in looking at the the stress of the principalship. Um, and, and probably some of that has to do with uh, some of our, my own experience. But also just as I was talking to friends, what I kept hearing is, you know, I I feel very stressed. I'm under a lot of pressure. So I, I ran a very informal poll um, on a, a principal Facebook group page that I'm a part of and also on Twitter and surveyed over 250 principals. And I asked them to rate the stress of the principalship as highly stressful, moderately stressful, or rarely stressful. And 84% of them said it was highly stressful. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, from our shared experiences, we both know how stressful it can be. And, you know, I've always under the mindset, you know, it's a leadership position. Of course, it's going to be stressful. So let's, let's focus on things that will help you deal with the stress, like exercising, journaling, um, yoga, you know, things like that. And that's important. But I think it's really time that we start talking and thinking about what are some structural organizational changes that might need to take place because, you know, it's one thing to tell someone to handle the stress, that's important, but it's another thing when it's so unhealthy, when we hear from principal to principal to principal how it really is impacting their lives, I just, I don't think that's healthy. I have to agree with you, Mike. You know, I um, read an article earlier this week from NAESP on um, longevity in the principalship, and one of the things that was in that particular um, piece was it talked about sort of what it is that, you know, principals are facing today, how that sort of looks different from maybe, you know, what principals faced a long time ago, but more so how we as a nation need to invest in the development of leaders and, and think of principals as the CEOs of our schools. So the article was titled something to the effects of what if we treated principals like CEOs? And, you know, one of the things that's different about CEOs is you have a lot of folks under you who do a lot of the the or, or you know, a lot of folks who work with you who, who you delegate to. Because as a principal, I certainly didn't spend my time in meetings sitting, drinking coffee, thinking um, around the table, you know, in a very relaxed mode. It was on the go with a walkie, constantly being called in a, a billion different directions. Um, what do you think about that, treating principals as CEOs? I wish there was a way where principals could have think time. You know, for a while there, everyone was calling it white space, and, you know, there's a hundred different terms for it. But one thing, when I think back of uh, when I was a principal, is you rarely, if ever, had time to sit 
and think about something and problem solve about one particular item, uh, you could do that, you know, if you want to do it at 9 o'clock at night, at night to the detriment of your friends and family. But during the course of your school day, there's just really no time to sit and really think about an issue and work through a problem. So, um, you know, it's when, you, when, when you're a principal, you kind of feel like you have to be the superhero, that you have to do everything, that you have to work, you know, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., which a lot of times you do, unfortunately. Um, but I just think that's setting up people for failure and for failure on their health and their, and their family relationships, their personal relationships, because if you are constantly on from the moment you wake up to the moment you fall asleep, you know, I, I used to kind of carry that around as a, as, a, as a badge, like, oh, you know, I'm doing all these things, but in retrospect, now that I'm not in that position anymore, that's just not feasible to ask that of everybody over a career. I think that's setting people up for failure and for a lot of unhealthy um, circumstances among among principals. Yeah, I, I have to agree. You know, the quality of life that you have as a practicing principal, it, it's tough. It's a tough job. I think all leadership jobs are tough, but there are certain conditions and structural things that are part of the principalship that make it a little different than maybe a business leadership type of position. Um, you know, you, you I was reading, you know, there's been a lot of talk about teacher shortages across the country and and where we are with that. But in this report um, that the National Association of Elementary School Principals tweeted out earlier this week, they mentioned that there's a new report out from the National Center for Education Statistics. And that report estimates that more than 18,000 public school principals will either switch schools or leave the profession altogether this year alone. Why do you think that well, is? You know, I think just you know, everything we're talking about, the, the high-pressure environment where you feel, and I don't know if this is justified or not, but you feel as a principal everything has to be perfect. You know, you have a lot of different stakeholders, and you've heard me say this before. As a, as a nation, we don't even, we can't agree upon the purpose of education. So if you ask a parent or if you ask a politician or a community stakeholder uh, or a student what's the purpose of education, you're probably going to get four different answers. So when you do not have clear, focused, set goals, that sets up a stressful situation. When you are being tested and held accountable on things that probably aren't even, you know, connected, aligned with your standards and what you're supposed to be doing, you know, based on your state test, that sets up a highly stressful situation. Um, so I think those are two of the main reasons, and really more so we've been talking a lot about our assessments and how we're held accountable, which we all want to be held accountable, but are even being held accountable on the right things. You know, you see fluctuation in test scores from year to year. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. That just, to me, makes no sense. Are the kids getting smart and then losing all their intelligence and then getting really smart again? Or are the teachers doing awesome and then they do really bad and they get awesome again? That's just... That doesn't make sense. So I think when you're being held accountable on a model that you don't have a lot of faith in, that makes it difficult, too. Yeah, I, I certainly would agree with all of those things. And, you know, I listened to something you said earlier on in this conversation about, you know, how we 
ought to probably look at the structural conditions of leadership and education uh, for the public school principal. You know, we've looked a lot at how schools have changed and worlds changed for students. And we talk a lot about creating the right learning environment for students that, you know, our students shouldn't be seated in rows. So we've talked structurally about, you know, learning can happen anytime, anywhere. I don't know that we've made major changes, but I see some things happening in the areas of personalized learning, competency-based education. I see some things happening that really promote those changes for students. But then when I think about that on the other hand for school leaders, I have to say we're still pretty much operating under a traditional structure. Would you agree with that? I think that's such an excellent point when you think about it in that manner, which I haven't really you know put those two dots together, but it's true. We make all these changes um, to help increase student achievement, which is awesome because, of course, that's the, that's the goal of, of education. Well, I don't know. For some stakeholders, that would probably be the goal for, for education. But uh, when we're doing all these drastic changes, what about the principals? What about the teachers? What about the adults that are making it happen? And I'm not, certainly not saying that we should set up schools based on the needs of adults. But on the same hand, I think it's unhealthy if you create conditions that makes it so stressful where we have this huge teacher shortage and this looming leadership uh, shortage too. So I think we gotta, we gotta think about that. We gotta talk about that and start really addressing that issue. Mike, I'd have to ask you, you know, when you say we have to think about it, we have to talk about it. I, I found in my experience, it's somewhat difficult sometimes to get principals to talk about what the challenges are um, related to their work. Um, and I'm not sure if that narrative of not uh, talking about those challenges is is um, isolated to education because there's sort of this this belief that if you talk about a challenge, you're complaining, um, but you can't solve problems that you don't acknowledge. So I think there's some tension there. Um, but I don't hear principals really being vocal about the things that are causing them uh, more stress, that are making the job more complex and difficult. One in particular uh, that you and I have talked about a great deal is the increased amount of students and parents, for that matter, I mean, families in general, just overall, who are bringing some severe social-emotional issues to the public school. And what what we have to do and need to do to provide assistance, you know, we're not always equipped for that. I think that's added a complete total different layer of complexity to the job of the school leader that I'm not sure leaders in business or in engineering always have to deal with. And I think we need to talk more about what those challenges are so that we can alter that structure to make it a position that um, can be one of sustainability. Because as you said, you know, when you are on go from the time you wake up until the time you go to sleep, and if your personality is like mine, I used to be on go in my sleep, never really slept much. Um, you know, you, that's not sustainable over time. So I think if we don't take a look at some of the structural changes that are needed and don't start talking about that and having those conversations, we're going to find that the longevity of folks staying in the principalship is going to be greatly less than it was, say, 20, even 10 years ago. Certainly, I agree. And, um, you know, principals, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you to learn more about your challenges. Latoya and I were principals for, uh, I don't know, about 10 years or so. And we have a lot of experience with that, but we want to hear from everybody. And, and, 
And, you know, and I, I understand when I was principal, I mentioned this before, I felt like I had to be a superhero. I had to do everything perfect. And, you know, that's just not good for, for the long run. So, principal, uh, send us some feedback. We'd love to hear what you're facing, what you're thinking, and uh, maybe how we can help with this issue. Yes, we'd love to hear that. And we want to be your voice out there and, and be able to take what your experiences are and put them in a narrative in a way that produces changes that can help improve the conditions under which you are working. Uh, because we all love this work. Just because it's hard doesn't mean we don't love it. But that work we know is, is very difficult when you are leading inside the school building. If you are willing to share your stories with us, please email us at leadershipwithlatoya. That's all one word, no spaces leadership with latoya all lowercase at gmail.com until next time folks be you be true be a hope builder this is leadership with latoya for leaders on the growth